show up. Because uh, it's give away a lot of money for 20th. Here, comes the money. <laughs> Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Morning, evening, and afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to your special Valentine's edition of the Covering It podcast. Joined by Ben Scott today from the Quack Boys. Ben, how are we doing? You have a little smirk on your face there. I have because <clears throat> the podcast is called Plugged In, Not Covering In. We we are from Covered It. You are the plug lie, and we, and this is the Plugged In podcast. But who else would I rather spend my Valentine's Day with than you, Mark? Good to see you. Yeah, Ben, I'm I'm still flustered over the fact that somehow Kevin Na did not win on Live Las Vegas <laughs> last week. So that's got into my head a little bit over the weekend. But let's dive into a little bit about what did happen last week. Uh, let's. Did you see the Waste Management Phoenix Omar? Please tell me that you did. I did. I did. Um, as I was saying to someone, it's the one event or like there's a handful of events outside the majors that I will go out of my way to turn on at the weekend. Uh, I watched quite a lot of it on Sunday. I kept up to date with it on the Saturday. They seem to lose all control of the crowds. I see the arrests were up about a hundred percent on last year. Um, but it's great. Golf needs it. I hope it doesn't go anywhere anytime soon. One of the best courses on the PGA tour. Like if the drivable 17, the 16 is so good. I think the fourth is somewhat drivable as well like there's just so much risk and reward that we don't like there's so many bland tournaments that we get from week to week that just are birdie fest only no chance of a bowl game this was only i can't remember 7200 yards long but just felt like people could still make bogeys and we got a great playoff down the stretch nick taylor becomes wins his fourth win on the pga tour just this was the highlight this is probably the best finish in a long long time for me yeah, it's really good. And yeah, like you said, the last four holes really plays into it. It goes like reachable par five. Then you got the stadium par three, which is a wedge or a nine iron. Then you've got a drivable par four. And then the 18th has become very gettable. So even when Nick Taylor laid up on the par five, you kind of felt that he wasn't going to go. For, why, why wasn't he going for it? And in the end, it didn't really matter. Like, no, really, really good tournament. It was very enjoyable to watch. Are you good for Charlie Hoffman? I personally find Charlie Hoffman very hard to support with that green glove, but I was <laughs> genuinely gutted for him. 300 ranked golfer in the world. I was gutted by the end of it. I am a fan of the green glove. I've often worn a green glove myself. Uh, I didn't love the Greg Norman uh, apparel that he was wearing. Big shark logo on his back. Um, that seems like a, a weird crossover. Like I didn't even know that brand still existed. I didn't even know that existed until... The Sunday evening when we got the photo of him standing in the clubhouse yeah. watching the watching um Nick Taylor coming in. But yeah, that, that was a little bit of a, a gray area for a lot of people. But yeah. listen, highlight of my weekend, the Lulu Lemon chefs walking around TPC Scottsdale for Minwoo Lee saying, Let him cook. That marketing is on a different level. And when we compare that with some of the Sunday red shit that we're seeing over for Tiger. This this was marketing done right, marketing one hundred and one. That's that is the way to do it. Um, I don't think we've long enough podcasts to talk about all the things with Tiger's new Sunday Red brand, but uh, very disappointed is my first take. Not sure what your thoughts are. I love the comment from Anti Nick Faldo on Twitter that said that the logo looks like all of his vertebrae of his spine <laughs> fused together. I thought that was. 
genius. Listen, I, I love the messaging of the 15 lines for 15 majors. I think that's really, really clever. But it's SDR and the space between the sun and the day. And just what you what the Quack account tweeted out earlier of the messaging from the CEO of TaylorMade. It was just like, who is believing on you of this bullshit? Like it's, I know. You, it, I, I hate the... There always has to be a messaging. Why can't you just say... Tiger's one of, if not the greatest golfer ever, and we wanted to make an apparel line, and here we are. We've made some nice clothes. What? Don't spout like he's always done things in threes. He did like, oh, I just I hate that muck. Yeah, and it would have been so good if they said fifteen lines, Tiger Woods. This is it. This is the messaging. But it just had to come out with all that. What happens like if he wins another major? <laughs> they make fire coming out of the tiger or Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's being debuted this week. I'll tell you what else annoys me, and it annoys Zach Johnson at the weekend as well. Some of these fans out at TPC Scottsdale, like, what do these guys be drinking that they end up, uh, I don't know, how we urinating themselves and chairs and getting sick and jumping down hills? What has this event turned it? Like, I just don't know how we convince players to keep turning up every week or every year. Have you ever been to the Kinsale Rugby Sevens? No. Can say rugby sevens is just a sevens tournament made up of like some professional teams, mostly amateur, and it's a drinking festival for two days, and it just gets out of control. And that's exactly what it reminded me of, seeing all these people slip and slide down the hill, like you said, urinating on themselves, um, some wild heckling. I did enjoy seeing Zach Johnson get a bit riled up, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think. Look, it, it it works for once a year. Don't I don't know how they're going to contain it next year. Like you can't you can't stop selling people beer, but I think they need to do something. Yeah, I <laughs> the memes, the memes, whatever we're calling them, coming out about Zach Johnson were bloody brilliant. But like, yeah. imagine being a Royal Cup captain, captain in your country, and then being heckled the whole way around about your Royal Cup performance, which yeah. you didn't even play in. But oh god, that was that was funny. These players probably aren't paid enough to take some of that abuse. They're not only paid like these 10, 20, players, 25 million a year. Exactly. These players are paid enough. They can look if they don't want if they don't want the money that week, don't show up. But plenty of players will. They know what they're getting themselves into. I'd say let it be. One player who did not turn up was Lucas Glover. He missed his tea time on Thursday. Or he missed his tea time on Thursday morning because he missed the text. Like uh, Ben, I've never ever Proudly missed a tea time. I don't know how you're a professional golfer competing for a $20 million purse and you end up missing this text or misunderstanding or misinterpreting the time or whatever it was. Like, what? Come on, I heard you've got to get it together. There was one very good tweet. Um, someone, because Lucas Glover is a big bookworm, someone says, For a man who reads 25 books a year, you can't read his texts. And I thought that was good. <laughs> that was excellent. Speaking of I don't know how I'm trying to segue this, so <laughs> I'm getting out of this. But over a live golf, we did have Dustin Johnson winning his was this his fourth live title? Third? Third or fourth? Yeah. Who cares? But the highlight for me of the week was Tyrrell Hatton having to get Caleb Surratt to check into his hotel in Las Vegas because he is only 19 years of age. Tyrrell had to put himself down as a parent signature on his. Uh, deposit for his room like god how do they not think through these sort of things like sure like i imagine that i'd like to believe that if the pga tour was going to an event in las vegas that they would have everybody 
under 21 years of age looked out for. But fair play to Tyrell Han. I guess it's something you just don't really think of. Like, also as if the hotel cares. Like, I guess it's just legality. But yeah, it's... did you watch any of Live? Uh, I watched it with my brother for a few minutes on Friday night. Now, I have to say it was. It, it's a lot more compelling viewing than it was before. Like, yeah, the the graphics have got a little bit better. They have the new putting line going along the ground. They have, um. The scoreboard, I just cannot get into it with the whole shotgun start. The shotgun start really, yeah. really bothers me. It's just so messy. I think they need they need to go shotgun start for the first two rounds and then on Sunday play it as usual. Because like we said, if they did that on in Phoenix, the, the last four holes are so important to that course and so important to the storyline that if you did a shotgun start there, it just doesn't work. And courses are designed that you are building up to 17 and 18, which generally... Are the are the like exciting holes on the course? So, I think, and I don't think it would harm them to come out and say, "Yeah, look, the shotgun still works. We do it for round one and round two, and round three we play the course as it lies." But, like, yeah, you never know. Live. I don't think they're willing to go back on their word. No, especially not Greg Norman, who has an ego as big as the Eiffel Tower. But I tell you what, I tell you who else has a bit of an ego is the state of Saudi Arabia. I don't know if you saw this, Ben. They were threatening to sue any bankers that helped the US in their um what's it called? The non-compete or the uh com- the competition probe into the yeah. uh between the PGA tour and Saudi Arabia. That if any banker from Saudi Arabia helps the US state, they they will be imprisoned. Like, God, I don't know how some of these live bots on Twitter just keep spouting out how great Liv is and just ignore some of this brainwashing crap that we see day in, day out. I, I saw one of these Liv accounts saying, yeah, sure, they've done some dodge, like some not very nice things, but like they're 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 working toward being better. And like someone replied in the comments being like, they literally like murdered like these five journalists. And I, I'm not sure if that can be classified as not so nice. I think that's, a, there's something stronger <laughs> can be used for that. Um, oh, I love that. But Ben, listen, we've done, like, in saying all of this, I've done my three storylines of the week. So I think we can skip that segment for this week because we got a massive tournament on the PGA Tour. It's at Riviera Country Club, the Genesis Invitational, par 71, 7,300 yards. It's a field of 70, and it is actually a cut event. So the top 50 and highs will will make the cut, including anybody within 10 shots of the lead. So... I imagine pretty much everybody is going to make this cut line. Uh, this is like one of the peak events in the tour. Are you looking forward to it? Oh, yeah. is, is, this an, so is this an elevated event? No. This is an elevated event. Then what, what's the, I thought there was no cut at the elevated events. So because this is Tiger Woods event, they came out and Tiger Woods came out and said, no, I think every event should have a cut. My event will definitely have a cut moving forward. Mm. So there's four, I think there's four signature events that will have a cut in the end. Interesting. Okay, cool. I think Jack Nicholas, I think uh, Memorial might have one as well. Yeah. I'm not sure which other ones. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I do like tournaments that go back to the same course every year because you feel like you get you get to know it. Uh, Riv, by all accounts, anyone who I've heard that played it is a spectacular course. It's always good fun to watch. So I'm looking forward to it. Although I was seeing some, again, some Liv uh, chat on X. I think some... Seven or eight of the last of the previous winners are now paying on live, so be on lookout for whoever wins this tournament and if they're going to jump across. Yeah, because it's like a peak PGA Tour event, the 
Greg Norman definitely wants to get his eye in and try and get some players poached to come across. But yeah, I completely agree with you about the course. Like the 10 to drive power four is like one of the best, like got a little bit bland last year, but is potentially one of the best holes that we we'll see all year. The fourth is yeah. the power three, which is into the wind, but when the ball lands on the green, it's downhill, then it's basically impossible to stop it. Players get so pissed off at this hole, but I absolutely adore. I just, I love seeing players being bullied for like once or twice a year because they don't yeah, get it enough. That's great. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you who else we're going to bully this week. It's uh, Billy's account. Ben, do you have many bets for the week? Um, I've got three bets for the week. Um, and in classic fashion, I've pretty much ignored the Genesis. I've gone straight to the real golf zone this week. And that is the Challenge Tour. Big. Wow. The big, um, I can't even remember the name of the event. Uh, what's it called again? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but well, you're looking that up. Do you want me to take away my bets and you can check out in your because I'm going to do is the Genesis Invitational? This is all I've researched for the week, and I'm kind of clutching at straws now. I think we're probably supposed to mention my score for the last six weeks is minus 362 billies. Ben, you have had you can touch in in a second, but. These have had two pretty good weeks, only minus 177 now. Mark, we are back-to-back green weeks. We're looking to make it three in a row. For some odd reason, Shani had a winner last week. He's had a winner the last two weeks, and he's left me on my own to do this pod again. So um, let's hope that he's not the common denominator. Absolutely. Hats off to Shani, though. I messaged them over the weekend. 25 billies each way on Sahit de Gala, who placed in sixth place. Like, Placing 50% of your billies on a place and bet at whatever it was, 28 to 1, that takes a lot of courage and no better man than Shani to step up to the plate and place that bet. But he's let you off your reins this week a little bit. Now you're going yeah. back to the challenge tour. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right, well, anyway, so as you mentioned, over in the PGA Tour. Okay, so I have five bets in total. Number one, Wyndham Clark, 33 to 1 for 10 billies each way. Wyndham's just been playing really... Like, he played really well last week. He won a few weeks ago on the PGA Tour. Drives the ball long and straight. Good iron player. And kind of faded away a little bit last week. But I'm expecting him to come back. So, 33-1, to I think that's a pretty good price. My big issue is 20... Sorry. 20-1, to Ludwig Aberg. 10 billies each way. Ludwig, like we know, his driving is immense. Apparently, LA has been pretty wet this week, so we're going to need somebody that drives the ball long and straight. Ludwig's iron plays have improved a little bit over the last few weeks as well. My only concern is that nobody has won this event in their first try since 2005, which doesn't wish well for Ludwig Aber. But listen, this, this chap is just a different level of talent. Bet number three, 28 to 1, Adam Scott. Adam Scott's been. His iron play has been trended pretty well recently as well. And Adam Scott has good history at this event. And I think he's the best player here since, or he's one of the best players here over the last like five years or something. Uh, he gained 8.2 strokes ball striking at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Gained four strokes ball striking at the Dubai Desert Classic and the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. That's why we're going 10 billies each way and Adam Scott at 28 to 1. And finally, like I mentioned, you're going to need to drive it long. You're going to need to drive it straight. My man, Cameron Young, 10 billies each way at 33 to 1. One of the best drivers in the PGA Tour. I'll keep going back to him. Uh, T8 last week, he finished third at the Dubai Desert Classic. 
I can't remember if he's played this event before. I'm sure I can find it out pretty quick, but that's why I'm picking, yeah, Cameron Young finished 20th at this event last year and second in 2022. 10 billies at 33 to 1. So just to round it out, I want to win them, Clark, 10 billies each way at 33 to 1. Ludwig Aberg, 10 billies each way at 20 to 1. Adam Scotty to Hottie, 10 billies each way at 28 to 1. And then 33 to 1, Cameron Young, 10 billies each way. Ben, I know I'm kind of waffling now, but I do have 20 billies left to spare. And we're going for a, a top 20 accumulator, 15.33 to 1. It's Cameron Young, gave my reasons for him already. It's Ben Ann, and it is Cameron Davis, who is another excellent driver of the golf ball. Ben, ben Ann's coming off a 66 at Phoenix last week, but he's had a pretty good start to the year. So that's why he's going in for 15.33 to 1. Any of those bets in particular jump out to you? Um, I really like your Ludwig bet because I've also got him on my sheet. Um, I've been actually doing a little, little bit more research than usual this week. I've been playing around on data golf. Um, very interesting to look at people's trend line for their strokes gained. And I was looking through a lot of challenge tour players and they were all kind of averaging losing maybe one or two shots like over the year. And then it went on to Ludwig and he is just, he's skyrocketed the other way, gaining shots. So um, I've actually got 19 billies on Ludwig outright to win. I think he was, he was trying to, he was hunting down Wyndham Clark uh, at Pebble. He got cut short. I think, yeah, he took a week off last week. He'll go, he's going to be going for it. So 19 billies. I know that's a very specific number because I've just, I've just made another accumulator, but 19 billies on Ludwig. <laughs> so I've got a, um, Go on. No, no, I was just saying we are pivoting. I want to hear the rest of these pivoting <laughs> strategies. I am looking forward to this, where the one billy is being spent. Okay, so while you were <clears throat> going through your bets, I was just, um, I'd made a little bit of a list for a shout out this week. So basically, uh, of the three, I've three players that I managed, there are three of them are all playing, two of them are playing in the Die Data Pro Am, which is on the Challenge Tour. Um, that's one of the bigger events in South Africa on the Sunshine Tour. It's a big challenge tour event. There's quite a few South African guys who will have come from the DP World playing. I know Jaden Shaper, Brandon Stone, Xander Lombard, they're all playing. So it's a pretty big field. Uh, so my Irish player, Ronan Malarney, is playing there. He's hoping to make his first cut of the year. He's he's in the field at 200 to 1. And over on the Asian Tour, we've got the Malaysian Open. And an Italian player that I managed, Stefano Mazzoli, is making his season debut over there. So at 400 to 1, so for one Billy, I've got a Stefano Ronin double paying at 80,000 to 1. Beautiful. That is why people listen to this podcast. Stuff that you don't find anywhere on Twitter, anywhere in the golf ecosystem. Ben Scott bringing it to you. As Kevin from the office says, if someone gives you odds of 80,000 to one, you you put a euro on it, you take it. <laughs> so got my two boys, a quid on them as a double. Who knows? Um, getting a little bit more serious. Uh, so and sh uh, shout out to another quack player, Robin C.O. Segrist, our French guy. He had a good week last week. He ended up being just two shots shy in the challenge. Sure, you can get him at 40 to one. I haven't put any billies on him because I've put 20 billies each way on our, my other South African golfer, Dion Germachais. He is playing good golf. He was uh, second the week before last. Last week, he had a bad Saturday, but 
all of the rounds under par. Um, he's 28 to 1, so I've got 20 billies each way on him. Love and then it. finally, rounding off my billies, I've gone for a golfer called Ryan Van Velzen. He finished second last week, lost in the playoff. Previous week, he was T7. The week before that, he won all on the Challenge Tour. He's having a really standout season. He's his highest in the world rankings he's ever been. He's 269. I think he's going to have a really good week this week, just coming off really good form. So I've got 20 billies on Ryan Van Velzen at 20 to 1. They're my four bets. 269, fine-looking Ryan. I love that final bet as well. Yeah, Ben, while you're chatting away there, I'm also going to do one quick pivot and i'm gonna to have to take 10 billies okay my top 20 accumulator cam young ben and cam davis instead of 20 billies at that 15 to 1 i'm gonna go 15 billies or sorry 20, i'm gonna go 15 billies at 15.33 to 1 and over on the asian tour the malaysian open uh puig i can't remember his first name he's uh, a used to be number number one amateur golfer what's his name james puig james puig at 18 to 1 I'm gonna put five billies on him. That won't even that'll help me to break even for the week. But I seen on Twitter earlier. Apparently, he's a class above the rest out in the Malaysian tour. Uh, that's why uh, the David. Malaysian Open on the Asian tour. David Puig. David Puig. I was just about to say. <laughs> and Ben, just let me just quickly because I didn't really make the case for Adam Scott. Adam Scott's gained over six strokes on approach in each of his last two starts. He has like. Five top six finishes within his last six starts. And I think last year, the last few years, he's won this event anyway in 2020. He finished seven in 2019, fourth in 2022. At 28 to one, might be a little bit overlooked this week. So that was my case study for Adam Scott. I like it. So, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good about this week. I think Ludwig is primed to just go win a big one. And why not do a Tigers event? Oh, that'd be so sick! Imagine Tiger grants him with a trophy with a little, a little SD or jacket on the trophy. Gives it over to him. God, I would love to. It'd be like the that event, the Byron Nelson, where they give him jacket, but it's Tiger Woods SDR jacket. Yeah, SDR I'm... is just the worst name possible. Sun Day Red Cover the. Uh, that's sweet, Ben. I love it. Uh, I'm going to let us out of here because I know we're both in a rush but I want to say thank you so much for joining and thank you more so than anything for your patience with my introductions I promise you I'm going to work at it a lot over the next few days but Ben I'm sure I'll see you again here next week it's been a pleasure Mark chat to you soon because uh, yeah, give away right. a lot of money for 20th comes the money. <laughs> here we go money talk here comes the money